Hello, this is Kevin. Have you or someone you love been injured by a faulty spellcaster or some other incompetent mage? If so, please contact us at the law firm of Awful Neutral and leave us a five-star review. Not only will we win your case, we will personally damage the spellcaster that hurt you. And my gavel. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I am your dungeon master, Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Clint Beiger as... Artificarian. Was that Werner Herzog? Somebody give him a plus two lozenge. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to do Werner Herzog, I expect some nihilistic shit to come out of your mouth. Or at least a Mandalorian reference. Mm-hmm. Baskar Steel is... <laughs> That's all I got. Jesse Egan as... Judd Bangsley. That was quick, see? Caleb Cleveland as... Don Carlskin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, two Verners. <laughs> I believe party. that the entire... Awful neutral podcast is populated by cowards <laughs> because Gonk has been replaced by CGI. <laughs> Clint, how does it feel to get uh, Herzog served? <laughs> Bring out your Herzog. Salvador Viesca as. <laughs> you just sound like you're dying. Hey, hey, hey. He just did his first character voice. Give him a break. That's perfect. Well, now I support him not doing voices. How about that? <laughs> Told you. Told you. Let's all gaslight Caleb. That's the best one. That's the best one. Way to go. You're going to make me president. Please don't. Please <laughs> don't. My ego can't handle yes. that lie. Dave Callens as Kevin Tabaxi Paladin. Sarah Lee Steiner as Gertrude. And that's my actual voice right now. <laughs> so sick. Before we get started, I want to say thank you very much to all the people who have reached out to the show. We love it when our fans interact. Yes. Uh, I'm okay with it. If you have an idea for a character, <laughs> go ahead and write on in. Genital Jacks, a character from an episode, two episodes back. <laughs> so if you want to sabotage this show. Bring it on. <laughs> try it. See if you can have a character so embarrassing we have to we have to draw a line and say no. Challenge accepted. <laughs> this is going to be like uh make Sal do a voice. <laughs> no. Right, well, we got to cancel the podcast. Yeah. Now. It's over. <laughs> over. Had a good run. Last time on Awful Neutral. Fresh moves and cheating allowed Gertrude's dudes to serve the Waka Jabba's in the dance-off. After their victory, the party decided to help the defeated dance crew by helping them deal with Genital Jacks and the Bros of Anarchy. The party then challenged the biker gang to a motorcycle race where the losing team would have to leave town. The Waka Jabba's turned out to be bike enthusiasts who were more than willing to lend the ventures their bikes. <laughs> Meanwhile, before the race, Gertrude was miraculously able to use her feminine wiles to find out Genital Jack's deepest secret. Gertrude then used the information gained through her promiscuity to aid the party. The race tested Lothario, Kevin, Chud, and Tiffy's skills with its dangerous hazards and lethal traps. Fortunately, the party proved too clever and mighty for their opponents and easily won the race crossing the finish line several minutes before the bros. 
Gertrude's dudes continued with their mission, escorting Lord Regent Bertrand Sandville to the Citadel for an important reason. With a day left of travel, the party speeds towards their destination. We join the party gathered in front of Lord Regent and Large Marge's cargo hold. The party lost a day of travel time helping the Wakajabas resolve their bros of anarchy problem. They've been traveling now for the last day and a half of the journey to the Citadel. They are now entering the outer territory of the Citadel. You guys have had enough time to have a long rest. If there's anything you guys wanted to do, Shopping. Okay, you know shop, what? Shop, 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 shop. <laughs> Never ask us what we want yeah. to do. Yeah, was, Ch- uh, Chud's on Amazon on his yeah, phone. <laughs> I was already ordering things. Where's the gap? I, right here, big boy. Oh. <laughs> Mammals are just the worst. Oh, man. You are the female genital jacks. He rubbed off on me. What can I say? Yeah, oh. No. Genital jackass. Two for O. Charlie Hunt will happen. never be the same again. It's all my exes. What a weird coincidence. They're all weird. Yes. They're all broken. <laughs> so there you are, gathered around Bertrand Sandville. All right, thank you. Uh, we are getting close to the Citadel. First off, I want to say you guys have been wonderful companions, and I couldn't have asked for a better set of bodyguards. I'd like to thank Chud for introducing me to Death Metal. Hi, oh, you're welcome. Black Metal specifically. And I had no idea that I was traveling and being protected by people who were... Uh, such incredible dancers and motorcyclists who are able to beat people who do this regularly for a living. You're welcome. We roll well. The gods are certainly on your side. Is it Black Angus metal? Yes, it is. It is. It is. I'm just stoked I'm level seven. This was was a big, big day. Yeah. I remember when I was a level seven politician. It was a big day. I leveled up. I just won mayor of uh, Gertrude. You remember. You remember back then. I try not to. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's also unfortunate that I saw your hands all over that very rude genital tax, gentlemen. By the way, I, I'm I'm truly impressed with the way you guys handled that. It was very diplomatic. You guys uh, found that there was you did that did that without bloodshed. I must say it it, uh, it makes me feel good that I'm not just being protected by goons, but uh, people who uh, who like to solve problems diplomatically. Hey, don't don't say we diplomatic. We don't know what that means. So like it's fi- it's fine if you call us goons, but you know. Stay away from the name calling. I'm sorry, did that mean to uh, speak over your head, Mr. Gong? I know that uh, you're a, a very respectable turtle, and uh, and uh, though I haven't met many of you, I have to assume that they're all uh, honorable but former bloodthirsty pirates. Goons never say that. None take. Oh. All right, but let's get down there. We, we have uh, we have little time to prepare. As you guys know, uh, you guys are uh, wanted criminals, and, uh, and uh, there will be a problem if you guys go into the Citadel with their heightened security, as you guys all know. Hmm. So, uh... So we've had us. So we've had the boys back in the tech room of uh, back at Bastania whip up some of these potions here. These come with complete identities. These are tailored. These are uh, extremely powerful uh, disguise self potions. Except uh, there are some added features. One, only the most powerful magics can detect that you have actually been magically altered. So don't worry about getting past security. This will be a very good disguise. Well, won't they have like very powerful wizards at this? What exactly are we meant to infiltrate in the first place? Is it a holiday? Holiday, you guys celebrate. Not, you guys don't know why we're going here. Come on, we're, 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 there's the celebration of the new dawn. I mean, this is the yearly festival. Come on, you guys You guys have certainly, you guys have, as members of the Empire. Is that when the comet comes overhead and everyone drinks the Kool-Aid? <laughs> it's already time for I new dawn. You guys would know that this is like, uh, think of it like the 4th of July of the Empire. Oh, I mainly okay. just celebrate Greengrass because that's the 4th day of spring. But all right, we can do new dawn, whatever. <laughs> 
It was. A, I mean, every year it we just scares the crap out of the turtles down the river with all what with all the, the fireworks and the Roman candle. Oh, sorry, uh, Empire candles and whatnot. Oh yes, are you saying that you need to take your turtles inside uh, when uh, during yeah you celebration always want to take your turtles inside? Did you know that at the new dawn is the time when most turtles go missing because they're so scared of all the candles? Oh, I, I, I tell you what, when, when the fireworks start that during the uh, after the feast and the celebration, you you come find me. I'll I'll sure to put some sensitive. Yeah. Uh, you are you are tough but tender, Mr. Total. I had no idea it was already time for a new dawn. I did I was unconscious for a little bit. Um and uh we've just been chasing down a bunch of different adventures. We've been so caught up in our lives that I can't believe it's already time for Yeah, that. it's like what month is it? We were we were in the sewers and before that we were, you know, Buying, shopping a lot. It's just been we were uh, floating on an airship. We were kick, kicking giant ass. And before that, I was drunk a lot. I'm sure you guys have had some wacky adventures before you guys came with me. I'm glad you just to be a part of the last uh, recent saga. <laughs> Who here has been to the Citadel before? Like in jail or? Oh, after, you, 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 you've been to the stockade, the Citadel. Oh, well, yeah. They're, they are notoriously uh, draconian. That's where I got the. Uh, that's where I got the. Uh, the uh, my little marking on the back of my shell. Yes, the, yeah. Oh, um, the, wait, Gong. Speaking of your shell, how's how's the upgrade treating you? Oh man, it is the best. Look how shiny I am, everybody. He like he does like a little vanity twirl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a fine, fine twirl, Mr. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like he buffed out all the all the dents and whatnot. It looks pretty great back there. Oh, I'm sorry, Gertrude, you had a question. I just wanted to look at the mark and see if it said if we looked in on it, if it would say I went to the Citadel and all I got was this stupid mark. I I don't know what it says back there. My, my does neck anyone don't else hear a crickets approaching? <laughs> Fuck all of you. It probably does. People like to practice like graffiti and like uh, hangman on me. It's it's rude. Well, I mean, I see there are several birds that have uh, chosen to relieve themselves upon yeah. your show. That's a good hunt. A good hunt and hogs. Good boy. It's like glittery and gold and like kind of shiny little. It's purple and silver. <laughs> As- aside from the aesthetics, how is the functionality? Well, it seems to be working on case. Doesn't interfere with my raging one too much. It's uh, it's you know I, I'm I'm used to traveling light, so this is fine. This is great. I saw it slowed you down a little bit. I'll have to work on that. Yeah, it does tend to mess a little bit with my charging. But uh, for the most part, it's a welcome addition. Anything to make me a little bit more uh, axe-proof. Uh, is it breakable? Is it kind of like that Tesla truck? I'm going to just start hitting the back of it to see if it'll shatter. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Kevin probably taps with his hammer. Uh, a loud... Old death preserve me. We're all poking him. We're all just poking him. Yeah, <laughs> sounds don't like nobody a gong throw, now. Uh, don't nobody throw a tennis ball at me. It'll just shatter like so many Tesla trucks. It sounds like someone dropped a bunch of pots and pans. Like, we're just gong. all... Ding, ding. Sounds like a two-year-old with a pot and pan. Mm-hmm. It is a fine show, Mr. Conkler. I mean, Mr. Tifa, you do incredible oh, yeah. work. Incredible yeah, it's work. all prone and everything. But, but uh, we only have so much time. I'd like to, uh, to, to just to give this speech to you. Now, uh, this, these potions I'm about to give to you guys, they're, uh, they're, they're top-of-the-line stuff. They're very little stuff. It is a uh, highly magical potion. It is uh, it will help you avoid detection, as I said. It will polymorph you into... Uh, we have customized an identity and a potion for each one of you. Are there any side effects? How long does it last? Oh, uh, no, there, there are no side effects. Maybe a slight burning when you pee sometimes, but that's... Uh, that's, what, that's my standard basic normal here. Yeah. anyway. But uh, as somebody who has given me that same symptoms, <laughs> I imagine it is somewhat normal for you. Is that what love is? Love I must be in love. <laughs> love is when Gong it burns. Up his hand. 
Splash won't last until you, I give you the antidote, by the way. Uh, I will give each one of you uh, the means to change out of this whenever you want. You only need a sip from the vial to transform you, so you don't need to take the whole thing. So feel free to switch back and forth if you need to. I'll give you uh, two vials of each. It's very powerful stuff. If you drank the whole thing, uh, there'll be there's no disadvantage to it. You just would lose all of your your. your uh, do you mind if Kevin looks at you with an empty vial? What's this now? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that magic vial I had? And with that, Kevin has transformed to it. Now the way we did this is each one of our characters has a personalized character that has been assigned to them. Now I asked them to come up with what their idea of their character's idea of a classy dignitary would wear. So Dave. What does Kevin look like now? Well, Kevin, being not super smart, doesn't exactly understand what a dignitary is. He's just thinking of somebody fancy and well-respected. So he is transformed into a, a skinny man with spectacles wearing a black turtleneck who is well-known in the community as a master of technology. His name is Steve Trades. <laughs> so, Kevin, uh, see, thank you. You've jumped right into it. I've granted you drank all of your potion. You will not have the means of transforming back <laughs> until, of course, you drink the other potion, which I advise you strongly not to do. He's because, about to drink it. <laughs> because it would mean that you, I, we would have a lot of trouble sneaking you into this, into the Citadel. It's probably for the best. Without you landing you in the stockades. Lord Privilegington has powerful allies here. I do warn you. Wait, didn't you guys kill a Lord Privilegington? His Privilegington? You killed a Lord Privilegington. But his allies, man, they're powerful. You, you killed Lord Privilegington the fourth. His father the third is still a very, very powerful man. Oh. Never get rid of all that privilege. Oh. <laughs> and it's one of the things I've been fighting for, fighting against the 1% of Lord Privilegington right, of this world. No, 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 it's a Lord Birdie. That's, that's, that's fine. Sorry if I hit you with my arms. I'm gesticulating wildly right now. It, it's all right. He, like, picks white hair out of his mouth. So as you said, Kevin, your, your persona is going to be uh, your Stephen Trades. You are a widely respected technological entrepreneur from Vestania. You will be accompanying me and as uh, some sort of uh, technical advisor, people ask. Yes, that is correct. Who else is going to drink their potion? Oh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take go. a... Uh, before you start, uh, Chud, Tiffy, uh, Tiffy, 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 Sorry. Uh, Art. is that how long is a typical disguise self? Mm. One hour. Oh, wait, but is it polymorph or I, I don't this, know. This, this, is, this, is, this is wizard bullshit. I this don't is know closer nothing. to a, to a polymorph or almost a polymorph. It's, it's like a, it is. A, it will last in duration of a true polymorph, except the change is not permanent. Gertrude tired of all this talking. Gertrude's like, chug, chug, chug. Because <laughs> the fact that you called the other little vial the antidote has me a little. <laughs> yeah, you know that wording? Don't <laughs> yeah. drop that in. Well, I mean, no, phrasing matters, Mr. Brady. Well, right we didn't now. do longitudinal studies. This could cause cancer 10 years later. We don't know. We don't know. I'm sorry I didn't give you the full story. Oh, which is this pay again? <laughs> it would right. make you feel better. Um, Chud, why don't you and I uh, study the, uh, it's Arcana. Um, let's, yeah. Let's uh, study it for Why are you doing that? I'm a chugger. Make our companions feel better. He, like, pours it into his little bottle of Goblin Merlot. And he's like, swirls it around into his goblet and he's like, bottoms up. I like how he took it anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the gonk I, we've grown to know and love. <laughs> you guys keep working on that. I'm, I'm going to do this bullshit. It's not like these learned pansies. Me too. We both rolled 13s. <laughs> we both rolled 13? Yeah. You can tell that they're this. We'll be sterile. This elixir has certainly has magical properties, but there's something a little different about it that you can't tell. You don't know if maybe it's been altered with some sort of alchemy or perhaps this new science that's been discussed in more learned circles, chemistry. But there's something off. This isn't this isn't pure magic. There's there's some uh, book learning in this. Gonk smacks his mouth. 
tastes steampunky. Wow, is that a gear? Wow, that's yeah, what a gear looks like. There's rivets cogs. in it. Yeah, that's cogs. A lot of cogging. Mm. That's what goggles taste like. Wow. Mm. Am I eating a watch? <laughs> Gonk, what do you look like? What's your character's uh, name? He has turned into a richly furnished table. <laughs> oh, that's so sick. Like, on wheels? Like, like a cart? No, no, no. It's no, we got a table. Carry. <laughs> um, with, a, uh, with a chandelier, or sorry, a candelabra in the middle, uh, plates set for eight, complete with silverware and what appears to be, I'm going to say, lobster thermidor. Well, damn, that's classy. Kevin's oh. a little jealous. Well, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> that's a wide load. Well, see, you did, you see uh, Kevin, you just need to have imagination. Who's talking? The, so, the lobster? Is, it, is that on the table? Yes. The lobster there's like a little the drawer is opening. Like, uh, there's like this, a couple of swag folds along the edge oh, of the God. of the table, and it just a couple of them part, and, and you can like lips. It's just straight Beauty and the Beast. It's straight Beauty, and, and it can walk uh, around the table. You guys keep me on my toes, okay? So your goal for this episode should have been to trick him into saying the lines for Be My Guest. <laughs> I will do it. You get the, you get him to say three, and then he turns into Mr. Split Clip Literally, you said to blend in. I'm perfect. Look at this. I, I saw, uh, the table saunters over next to Kevin. Oh. Or I'm sorry, Stefan Trace. <laughs> now, I don't hope you don't find this insulting, Mr. Gonk, but uh, we thought that your services would best be employed uh, as a table. This might sound a little pedestrian. This might sound again. This, this might sound pedestrian. I love crossing the street. I thought you were for the people. As we understand that the assassination attempt uh, that has been rumored to go down on my life will be happening when I give my speech at the feast of the celebration of the new dawn. Well, I'm, I'm supposed to give an invocation, and let me just say I have some uh, powerful things I want to say, and uh, I, there are some people who wouldn't want this message to get out to the public that I'm out there fighting for. He's starting again. Uh, it's getting uh, red. Oh, I'll, I'll get all. You guys have heard my rant against the one percent. The lobster it. thermidor on the table starts looking really assertive, and you and the little mouth opens up and says, "We got your back, Birdie." Thank, thank you, Mr. Tape. Thank you. We Hell need a, yeah. We need a presence out there, and I think that a, a stationary presence, somebody who's going to uh, be able to uh, do long-term surveillance on this room before and after the festival. And so uh, we thought that somebody disguised magically as a table would be a natural thing. Nobody would question the table. I'm going to hide in paint sight, right. like an Optimus Prime. Now, <laughs> that, means that, uh, that means that we're going to have to get some movers to, uh, to obviously move you into place. Gentlemen, please, we have a task. And he goes over to Tifi and, like, Tijuana tequila shot pours it down his throat. <laughs> While blowing a whistle. <laughs> it just runs out of the bottom of his, like, openings. Between his tits. However, it is a magical potion, and so, yes, uh, while TV cannot absorb fluids, the magic does have an effect on his artificial body. Um... And uh, you see Tifi turn into a uh, diminutive female half-elf with glasses, uh, still nerdy, um, like a really tight, done-up uh, updo. Damn, Tifi. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you describing me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, p- perhaps I got the wrong... Potion, but um, or maybe the right one. I'm feeling emotions. Was this what you had intended for me? This is fine. Um, I'll, I'll the go. table like crawls over behind Tifi. And, oh god, that's it, terrifying to see. It swings around so there's like a nice little crystal glass of Chardonnay. He's like, "Why, Miss Halfell? I shall go as Carrie Ann." Okay, so you're a. Uh, pardon me. How are you dressed? You seem more like a oh, Samantha. Um, <laughs> it's like a. Very librarian uh, style, but like half librarian going to a ball. Half elf, half bun in the back. Uh, what's she wearing? 
short skirt Ooh, and uh, a long jacket. Yeah, sure. I, I like that. <laughs> a short skirt and a long jacket? Yeah, yeah quite librarian. <laughs> yeah, just a librarian on the night out. Just like a very Victorian, like, ruffles and uh, purple with, uh, you know, some lacing and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you look like Clara from Back to the Future 3? Unless TP stopped me, I was pouring the whole bottle. Carrie Ann. It's Carrie. It's just another play on my name, Artifact Carrie and okay, Carrie okay. Ann. It's very yeah. easy. I thought you were inspired by Carrie Ann Moss from the Matrix trilogy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss. So, Mr. Tifu, you will you will be disguised as Carrie Ann, one of uh, a real person and one of my mo- uh, most trusted advisors. She is uh, my, my secretary. She handles a lot of my campaign things. She is uh, she's very close to me and uh, and really is uh, is the, the right hand to the Lord Regent of Astonia. Oh, very good. Uh, I can see why you had me disguised as this. This way I can still use my books. Yes, I, I figured one nerd should be transformed into another nerd. It's an easy transition. I, I love st- secretarial work. And I love statistics. I'm a statistics nerd. Like, did you know the top 1% earns as much as the bottom 99% of all Sostagarians? You want me to transform into a whiteboard for you, Mr. Birdie? No, no, no. We, we, need, we need the tape. Just say the word. I'm going to use some permanent marker on the table and write down some figures. <laughs> uh, all right, so TV is Carrie Ann. Who's next drinking Boss. their potion? I'll do one. Chud, when you drink the potion, what is your name and what do you look like? Well, I'm also a Carrie. I'm Carrie Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I pretended to be somebody I wanted to be until finally I became that person or he became me. That's a real quote from Carrie Grant. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't really sound like this, but I sound like this, and I'm wearing a tuxedo. I remember. That was one of the first talkies I ever saw. Absolutely. I, uh, <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of the, the bard known as Kerry Grant. Yes, you will be playing uh, the, the famed bard, Kerry Grant. Judy, Judy, Judy. Uh, somebody who has taken refuge in, in, the, in the city of Estonia due to our, uh, our rigorous arts budget that we carved out and wrenched away from the 1%. Well, thank you. Lothario, when you drink the potion, what do you transform into? Uh, my my belly begins to extend. I lose like a foot in height. My nose gets long, and I'm instantly wearing like a what is? Would you say not Roman but Empire esque yeah. robe? Uh, I am essentially the Little Caesars mascot. Oh, <laughs> but in this in this world, I am a dignitary from another land, and my mom, uh, Big Mama Amadala. Sent this me is how here. we get that sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like one of those uh, like sloppy princes that like people deal with me because I'm from royalty, but I have no idea how to behave. I'm wearing sandals. <laughs> Can you only I'm, say I'm by the food constantly? Pizza twice? Yeah. Um, You're constantly by the table. I'm by, constantly by the table. It's like, oh, have you had a shrimp yet? <laughs> it's fucking bomb, dude. <laughs> Little Caesar, I'm can only, you pass me the grape poupon? I'm only a little allergic, bro. Lothario, I'm glad you took drunk that potion. You will be playing Little Caesar. He is a dignitary from a kingdom from a far-off land. Uh, it's uh, Lel? Like, uh, you know, I, I have verses. I apologize. I've got verses. I'm from a different generation that enunciates things a little bit more. I mean, I if you want apologize. me to drop something, no, it's cool. Yes. So, yes. No, it's cool. no, no, you know what? I like, I like to, like, sit down and kind of just, like, think about them before I drop. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> Pizza, pizza. pizza! So your verses are not hot and ready? <laughs> <laughs> you took me out at number five. 
Yes, I was a bit of a... He's, a... he's a bit of a bard. He's a... He's a, he's a just, as you can see, you've jumped right into the pot, Mr. Lothalmy. I really respect that. You you clearly have, uh, are a fan of, a, of politics and intrigue, uh, much more than your reputation belies. Yes, I... Ooh, to, to that on impression, this, <laughs> that character, that, that dignitary is insufferable. His, his mother sent him from a far-off land. I think she's just trying to get rid of him. <laughs> oh, yes, you are part of my entourage for this. Now, Gertrude, my sweet, I saved the best for you. Please take this. This better not be a dream girl. <laughs> it's her ten dreams. years ago. <laughs> no, <you're> <laughs> <laughs> All right. In Gertrude's world, there was one woman in the trailer park who was always fancier than the rest. And that person was um, someone the real world here would know as Mama June from Honey Boo Boo. Oh, good. I thought that was a Mama Lord. June. All right, Mama That's June. What I thought, dude. Is that her That's name Mama too? Cass. Mama Cass. Mama Cass. Uh, I thought Mama you were going to go for like Jamie Presley or something like that. No? Mama June works. That's Mama June. You can do whatever you want. But when Mama June lost weight but still has her white trash personality. Well, uh, She's down to a spelt 350? Yes. Mama June and how many chins? That'll give me a better, a better um, metric. See, I was like thinking, a three chin Mama Ju- June. I'm thinking just double chin Mama June. Oh no, she looks. Oh, I'm happy for her. Now, Gertrude, so did she but lose also, the weight or did she have it removed and placed somewhere else? I don't know, but she it became only another can, child. She can only keep one <laughs> eye open. Is she also in this world? Is she a pageant mom? Yes, and she thinks she's better than everybody else, so who, and still trailer trash. Gertrude, yes, I'm glad you took this potion. As you know, I know you're a big fan of. She's and she is still seductive as hell. She gets all the skinny white men in the whole yeah. park. I know you're a big fan of Mama June, who turned out to be a, a fantastic representative of the uh, lower income, more white trash constituency of Estonia. I know you've been a big fan of her, so I, I figured she is somebody who would be here at this event. She's a representative, and uh, yes, and I chose the uh, the most slim down version of Mama June as well. So you want me to seduce everyone again? I just like a thicker lady, and if you put on a few pounds, I'm just saying that uh, Lord Lord Bertrand would be down with that. Okay. We all slowly yeah. like back away, like you take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> you hear a jingling as the table like <laughs> inches away from. Yeah, we're yeah. lifting him and pulling him with us. <laughs> if I'm you just guys, creeping it. should they leave? Should they leave us? Is there something happening right now? Is this, I don't know, but there's it? a table we could use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we drop Caleb and run. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no. Lobsters trying to run. The Italians from Lady and the Tramp come out. This is the night. Now, Malison, I have a potion for her as well, should she choose to use it, but uh, we do need somebody to stay behind and watch the bell barge. Well, she and I have a a, a circlet of uh, communication with each other. I don't know exactly where my brain's being kept at the moment, but but it's it's still here somewhere because I can hear her ever-present philosophical meanderings uh, in my brain meets. Is she saying anything that we should we should be aware of? No. Uh, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. A lot of cursing, I take it all. No, no, just uh, just ever-present wanderings of the existential mind. Understood, understood. Well, I, I, I'm a fan of philosophy myself, so if uh, Nelson would ever like to talk philosophy, uh, if I could have a deeper understanding of the human spiritual condition. This is I, not a course I would give <laughs> to any mortal man. So <laughs> this, is, uh, this is my burden, and I shoulder it bravely. Is it, is it magically bounty? I don't. I no. I've taken it off and put it back on. I can't get. I can't get no sleep otherwise. So is it? Is it? Is that in conjunction with that tinfoil hat I see you wear sometimes? Uh, it occasionally helps uh, block them out, but uh, my my it, it's actually my 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 shell works even better than that. So that's pretty oh, great. Impressive. Good to know. And with that, the battle barge starts to slow down. You're pulling in Loton. 
Lotan is the ground-based city that originally just started off as a lift. The Grand Lift is an elaborate, magical, levitating elevator system that so takes not people... not L-Y-F-T. It's a lift like an elevator. We have to do Rocky Talkie. Somebody who has a third job or is probably <laughs> drunk or high flies down in an airship. In the gig economy of uh, Duke's Court. It's much cheaper than the other things I'm fighting about. The gig economy is not good for a Sostakari. You guys pull into Lotan. Lotan is an entire city that's been built around this grand lift. This is a gilded city. A lot of human construction, though you do see influences from other races in part. You know that this is a city. If you were to think of Sostagaria as the United States, you were pulling into Washington, D.C. So this is, so, and this is a suburb of... Yes, this is a suburb of the Citadel. The Citadel. So this is uh, the foggy bottom of the Citadel. Now, if you guys have never seen the Citadel before, as you guys exit Large March, the Battle Barge, you see this massive floating city. This is an elaborate castle that seems from a time far gone. It is floating a mile above Lotan. It is a beautiful city in the sky. There are waterfalls where water somehow magically is produced up there. This is a city floating in the sky held up there by ancient magics. Is it like all rock at the bottom? Like, yes. Like an asteroid or whatever? It is like a lifted city, as, okay. if, as if ages ago some powerful force, perhaps the gods themselves, lifted like this city. Yeah. You also know that this has been, since history has been kept, more or less the center of the political world of Sastagaria. Now, until 100 years ago, that was mainly done by powerful despots. When all the races united together, to give the Empire as we know it now. They decided on Star Wars, the Senate type thing. There's a big-ass dome up there somewhere. Yeah. There's going to be some ETs. <laughs> yeah, I'll look for them. Some pissed-off so. gremlins. Mm. In character, upon first seeing the Citadel. Wow, it's even more grand than I imagined. That's a good, it took my breath away the first time I saw it, too. What do, you, what do you see inside? It's oh, real fancy. What's that? <laughs> it's real fancy. I mean, it's... It's a beautiful city. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're looking up at something like that, it can't help but be impressive. Oh, God, there's a table talking. I'm sorry. Just, uh, just, I know we designed this as part of our plan, but it still creeps the hell out of me to see this table talking. Can we please keep table talk to a minimum? <laughs> Fine. You son of a bitch. Put the crickets in there. I like that one. I am upset the crickets are no longer a part of this universe. They would only serve to distract. Uh, having seen uh, laid eyes, question mark? On the uh, on the Citadel for the first time in a long time. Did you just have some spoons that stand up? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like a like a crab. Yeah. <laughs> They're the-, um, the table looks over at at Bertie and says, "A lot of political movers and shakers up there." Oh yes, yes. Uh, a place where a, a man of humble beginnings, a man who is honest and wants to help people. I am in the minority. Let me just say. Uh, I will say that the elves and dwarves do an excellent job looking after their people. I do believe they are honest brokers. It is a lot of the human politicians that I seem to take issue with. Mm. Yeah, well, I happen to know of a couple of uh, the avian variety that might be uh, part of some uh, moving and shaking up there as well. Oh, are you, uh, you know, the Aarakocra brothers? They're... We are. The, the spoons, like, point inwards like he's frowning. <laughs> Acquainted. Oh, then I'm... <laughs> Uh, so I take it there's uh, they they have some tra- partner tragic past I take it. We have unfinished business, me and uh, what other uh, I don't know. We actually never named them. So, we have, yeah. So you can name them right now. I'm going to Charles and David. I'm going to table that 
<laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch. Listen, <laughs> I dare not speak their names either. But if you ever want to say them, Mr. Gong, I will, otherwise, by the end of this episode, I might have to just say it out loud. And then that'll just be what their the name is. The table gives a little shudder. You can hear the jingling from the sh- from the candelabra. Mao says that fear of the name of a thing only increases fear of the thing itself. I shall not fear to name them. I just forgot. I would love to talk to Mao. Thank you. That, that, is, that is wise. I'm right that down. I'm going to use that. I'm going to work that into my speech. Uh, it's, it, she's just full of them. Just never stops. What, right. what, what's up, Lothario? No, I, th- I think one's a Tyler. I think I think there's a it's a Tyler. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> Steven and Tyler, and they look like the, the other Steve Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a Stefan, if you if you want to piss him off. <laughs> Steven and Tyler, Eric Croker. Oh, so yes, I I know them well. I've 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 campaigned vigorously against them. They've tried to undermine me by funding my opposition. Unfortunately, the people of Estonia are too smart. Well, when you've established, you're getting like, red again. When you, <laughs> oh my heart, oh my, I'm having another episode, my another cardiac, another cardiac mistake. Keep it cool, mistake. Keep it cool. Not a heart attack. Do not call it a heart attack. I'm up for re-election this year. Do not call it a heart attack. Well, piracy still remains a very lucrative profession, and they they never run out of gold. Yes. I want you to be aware the Arakoko brothers are more than likely to be here. They are they are powerful figures up there. Uh, they influence a lot of corruption. Well, corruption that we're all united against. Good. Can you keep your cool? I know that you have a bit of a temper on you, Mr. Mr. Gong. That's me keeping my cool right there. Good, good. Be the table. Be the table. It might be your guys' imagination, but there did seem to be like a tiny little electrostatic shimmer around the candelabra. Hmm, that's, that's concerning. Okay, but moving on. As you guys exit the battle barge, Malison is pulling Large Marge into a large hangar that holds other large vehicles to include airships. You guys see before you this magnificent, it looks like a mayoral palace, but really this is just the welcome center. Any other city, this would be the mayoral palace, but in this gilded city, this mansion <laughs> is the welcoming center for the citadel. You can just call it the Port Authority. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. I like um, the Port Authority. A uh, little note, Tifi keeps on like poking themselves. <laughs> Carry yeah. and keeps on like touching their flesh now, but it's like, <laughs> and the you have first time pulling, you're uh, reaching for your cheeks as polymorph. you're saying that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, like the, the, Clint the is actually poking himself is... in his little rosy cheek here. Yeah. Like, is a real boy. <laughs> Do we girl. know that Clint's not a robot in real life? Have we established <laughs> a real girl? <laughs> How's that feel, TV? Haven't been made out of meat and such. This oh my is... god, did you just find yourself this episode? Very, <laughs> this is very, um. Intense. I, can, can, I bet it feels. Does, I have a. I have a question for you. Does it really feel that different? I. I'm never this soft. I. No, no. Vulnerable. I'm not talking about like your, you know, your your skin, your you know the the material matter that makes you up. I'm talking about. Do you still feel like Tifi? Are Lothario's abs distracting? <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty real. Belly. Yeah, oh, right now I have a belly. He is remembering Lothario's abs. Are my flabs distracting well, you? Uh, Carrie and Moss uh, brushes, accidentally brushes against Carrie Grant. <laughs> Let me tell you, to succeed with the opposite sex, tell her you're impotent. She can't wait to disprove it. <laughs> That's a real Carrie Grant. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> you sound uh, a little bit like Mal just then. Uh, I mean, uh, Carrie. I don't do a good Carrie impression. Carrie and Moss shudders. <laughs> As you, you guys are having You sound this. like you're British, but you don't mean it. Well, it's transatlantic. You and can say that now. Judy, Judy, Judy. I knew somebody, a pirate that had transatlantic, but they cured him. 
One of my uncles is one of them. He's a cool guy. As you guys are having this conversation, you guys notice two figures approaching you. As you are approaching the large, very elaborate Port Authority, two figures exit the building. Bertrand is immediately relieved to see one of them. One of the characters is a young gnomish lady. She has olive skin. She's wearing glasses. She's wearing a sharp 18th century blue blazer. In fact, her whole outfit looks something like she's out of the uh, My Chemical Romance Black Parade video. But black pants, blue top, gold stitching. So it's sort of marshals, kind of military? It looks very ceremonial, perhaps military. I think in World War One times, all uniforms had a military aesthetic. If almost. you were like an officer, you had yeah. it, it still looked yeah. sort of... Ne- she bears no rank. There is no rank insignia oh. anywhere on her. She is walking next to a large half-orc man. This half-orc man is wearing full plate. He is large even for a half-orc. He is uh, much more muscular. His gear can just sense magic coming off. There's a lot of magic coming off of his armor Uh-oh. and his weapon. It's just juicy with magic. Should we greet them? Carry and shutters again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, fellas. Hey, guys. Watch me blend in. As he gets closer, you can see that large half-orc man kind of looks like Patrick Warburton, if he were a half-orc. That's uh, uh, Putty from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, also on Rules of Engagement. Also, uh, Go Devils! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The other one looks a lot like AOC. As a matter of fact, uh, you guys actually know her as Ambassador Alexia Orcaza Juarez, a uh, up-and-coming freshman, a freshman representative from Vastania. She has a bright smile. She says in her squeaky gnomish voice, Bertrand, it's wonderful to see you. Come here. The two give a respectful hug. I'm sorry we were late. We got to hold up. Wait, what are her initials? AOJ. AOJ, okay. So you, hey, OJ, no. it's wonderful to see you. It's been, it's been quite some time. Sorry we were late. We missed the, the opening ceremonies for the uh, New Dawn celebration. Very sorry about that. Yeah, you know, you're important. You're giving the keynote speech tomorrow, so don't worry. Do you have it prepared? Of course, of course. I, 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 you should see the things I'm going to say. By the way, I'd like to introduce you to my entourage. Some of them you may already know. They uh, have been traveling oh God, with please me. Please play the entourage TV show theme song music right there. Oh. <laughs> 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 you, of course, rem- remember Stephen Trades, the uh, entrepreneur from Estonia. Hello. Stephen Trades, AOJ. Wonderful to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mickey Mouse. This is the, and uh, by the way, I don't know why I'm introducing her to this, but uh, do you see this elaborate table that we have? This is a wonderful table. Uh, it's going to, in fact, I'm going to be eating from this table, so uh, you can go ahead and uh, please have it arranged that whatever table they have me sitting at, have it donated to uh, a, a, a non-profit or a charity, preferably. Hopefully that's not another polymorphed <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they burn the right table. A polymorphed assassin is carried out. <laughs> My plan! <laughs> that... That's canon. That's one of the assassins already handled. Whatever you had at the end for the battle, that's one of them. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, so there is and a Gonk com- is like heck. So there, there is a comical scene later on in the day as two burly half orcs are moving the table in. They move it out, and all of a sudden, when this table's outside, it transforms into a sass. He says, "Rats!" <laughs> it was and then he turns into a rat. He's stuck he's, by his side. He was, he was, he had a cloth draped over him like a chair. He's wearing nothing but a doily. <laughs> and of course, you remember Carrie Ann Moss, my assistant, somebody who, uh, who you know, helps help run both of our campaigns and advise us. Wonderful to see you again. It's wonderful to see you too. Thank you for doing such a wonderful job in my campaign. <laughs> <laughs> don't poke her belly button. Uh-huh. I don't like her. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people don't like me. There's been a lot of smear campaigns, a lot of untruths going on around about me. But I want everybody to know that I'm going to continue to work for you, and I won't let the haters drag me down. Can you work for me by changing your voice? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to talk to like other gnomes? You want me to say "ha damn" all the time? I'm not a stereotype, okay? I <laughs> I went to a prestigious school. Oh, now you're just gonna rub your privilege in our face? Thanks. It seems like you want me to be a stereotype. Ha damn. Ah, damn it, I'm reverting back to it. <laughs> ah, I know where you came. My childhood's coming back. Ha damn, ha damn. She shoots the table of the motivator. <laughs> the lobster gets up. Well, in what polls, though, um, AOJ, it would seem that uh, it makes you more relatable. You might want to use that. That is some wonderful advice. You know, I know you guys said the same thing, but it just sounds so much better coming from not Mama June, but from <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss. Just such a more respectable source. I'm sorry. I, I guess I pigeonholed you too. I hear you, bitch. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, she's been pigeonholed many times. <laughs> oh, the table starts God. shaking because <laughs> he doesn't want to laugh. It's <laughs> <Just, just> like <laughs> shivering. It's just rattling. <laughs> You're like the rattle of a chandelier. I didn't know a table could have PTSD. <laughs> Bertrand puts a fist bump out to Stephen Trades. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sweet bird. That's a sweet bird. It's and accurate. And, and accurate. And of course, AOJ, you remember Cary Grant, my secretary of arts? Everyone wants to be Cary Grant. Even I want to be Cary Grant. That's a real quote from Cary Grant. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Is he Kanye? Oh, he's the first Kanye. Well, he's such an amazing artist that he quotes himself in real time. I've never seen something like this. And of course, AOJ... You remember, or at least have heard of, Lil Caesar. I'm sorry, Little. I mean, I'm sorry, Lil Caesar, the dignitary from. Hey, what's up? Yeah, it's Lil Caesar. Backwards out the front, and backwards. Wait, which one is it again? Oh, fuck. Is your, your country's name is the Pizza table Pizza, right? Refuses ba- to help. There's a backwards L in there. You figure it out. Nah, yeah, I'll, t- I'll teach you. He puts yeah. his hands in front of his uh, face and does the L's both ways. Yeah. He clearly doesn't know which the way. Fucking, just fucking. It's an L, man. It can't be that hard. It's wonderful to meet you, Mister. You're like dodge. She's like dodging my handshake. Do you get like really forward and gropey with your handshake? Yeah, because I don't realize like right off the bat. Uh, You're not no, sexy. No, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm in character, but I'm not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you're acting as an attractive man would, yeah. but uh, from this mutant, almost looks like Jay Sherman from The Critic, uh, the old John Lennon yeah, cartoon. Yeah, no, exactly. A little, like, layer of grease, just I constantly on his, on his skin. Like the Papa John's guy. Um, my eyes are up here. <laughs> Thank you for, for looking at me. And, of course, uh, you know, you've met it before, but, uh, of course, uh, Mama June, she's a representative from the, uh, from the, the real working class portion of... A blue collar, low skill worker, low trade, easily influenced by propaganda uh, uh, portion of uh, the stock. Getting worked up again. You can send it a flat of me. Is that a real quote from Cary Grant? <laughs> He's hey, getting Carrie. worked up again, Carrie. says Cary Grant. When are you going to have your stroke, Cary? Let's just get this over with. Ah, right after I'm this so drink. glad you kept your same voice. To never get sick of those dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> Mama June, when did you start smoking menthols? I've always smoked menthols. <laughs> No, I guess I it just didn't hit me until now. Oh, well, that's that's excellent. Please, everybody, write this way. She still has a jelly hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fat. It's just a lard hand. There's jelly on my hand. And uh, everybody, I'd like for you all to meet Mr. Friedrich. He's the master of arms here at the Citadel. He is a very good man. He's a very honest broker, and uh, he runs a real type ship security-wise. So be cool. He kind of says under his voice to you guys, "Master of arms." Mm-hmm. I'm prepared, I have a gun, and I know how to shoot. And whenever it comes calling, without an invitation, we'll get it in the rear end. That's a real quote from Cary Grant. Yay! 
Uh, listen, Mr. Grant, uh, any firearms going to have to be checked in with security before you have. So uh, I thank you for being forthright about it. But uh, for- I don't really have a gun. It's just a quote. I do have a gun. The gun is my wit. <laughs> so do you. So I've yeah. never used it. It's called La Pistola. Trying to say you have a gun or... I'd rather dance. I don't want to have to do pat-downs of dignitaries, but you can't give me a clear answer on your firearm possession, so kind of back me into a corner here. It starts smoking a cigarette. That's cool. That's cool. Friedrich, he just... He says funny quotes all the time for no reason sometimes. I'm a big fan of his. He's eccentric. A shot of brandy can save your life, but a bottle of brandy can kill you. That's a real quote from Gary Grant. Yeah, because that brandy <laughs> led for you to have a stroke. See, it's... Did I have a stroke? Is there a That's thing about Gary Grant having a stroke? That... Did you, you Wikipedia me? Did you I have... died of a stroke, Gary. Damn it. Well, you're going to, Mama June. I know that. <laughs> no, I'm going to have a heart attack. There's a big difference. All right. You, know, you guys see the like table real... is shaking even more now because just because Mal desperately wants to get into this conversation and Gonk is like desperately, uh, as equally as desperately trying to restrain the mental. Uh... <laughs> oh, wait. Look, so, look somebody left this uh, Somebody left this tiara on this, on this table. Let me just take this tiara off. Oh, there's a tinfoil hat on the lobster. Yeah. <laughs> you hear this like uh, reptilian grunt of uh, gratitude from underneath the table cloth. That uh, that table just make a uh, noise. Uh, Is that one of them uh, talking tables? Pay no attention to the table. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a real quote. That's, that's a real quote from me. <laughs> right Gary Grant. Huh? I don't think I, I don't think I saw that film. All right, let me just give you the spiel. We're on a heightened security right now. Only dignitaries allowed to go up. We've held the grand lift for uh, uh, Lord Bertrand and his entourage to arrive. So uh, once we get up there, there's, uh, we're going to be locking down the lift. We've had uh, some concerns about security recently. Heightened security? Wh- wh- why? What for? Well, we uh, have to, uh, reason to believe that uh, some uh, some uh, hostile actors might be having in for, for some of the dignitaries here. Oh, dear. The table cast its eyes around as if, like, who, me? <laughs> I swear to God, I get the feeling that table's watching me. Are you feeling okay? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've... Perhaps the stress of the heightened security is getting to you. I feel like you're all gaslighting me right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, never mind. Never mind. That's on me. That's probably just me being paranoid. I'm a captain of the guard. If you want to be gaslighted, I can help you with that. Uh, she pulls uh, out a taco the... from her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and seductively eats a taco in front of me. Yes, it's like all crunchy and all taco. the following. Like, the gas will come. <laughs> oh, my God. Pocket taco. Hot sauce dripping down Also a porn site. Master at Arms Friedrich just shudders. Uh, right this way. We're going to be able to get you, get you on the lift. Now, we've, uh, we're too late. We've missed the festivities for uh, the opening day, but... Uh, we're just going to spend time getting you guys ready. For, uh, we did waste a lot of time on bullshit. Uh, no, this group, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> uh, actually, if we get up there, we probably can make the uh, closing ceremonies. Uh, if that's something uh, you guys want to do. But that's a good point. Uh, if you guys would like, we could, if you guys have never seen the settle and would like to get a layout of things, we could go either directly to my room and you guys could pass up, or I could show you the, uh, the gathering area up at the top, and you guys can actually see some of the famous leaders, some of the movers and shakers here. Maybe uh, see uh, possible threats, because really tomorrow, if there's going to be an assassination attempt, we I'm- believe it is going to be tomorrow during my speech. I vote for that. What's up, Gertrude? I was going to say, how about you there, Mr. God? You come upstairs to the room, and I pass out, and you do whatever. Uh, you have to, uh, uh, I really want to, Mama June, a dignitary, Mama June, but, uh, uh... You want me to eat another taco? Roll a seduction check at extreme disadvantage. I don't even know. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. While she's doing that... Uh, I rolled an 18. 
At natural 18. Roll again. Disadvantage. Oh, the worst one. No, and I, I, I should, you should have my to roll second, like My second time. one was five. Uh, you have to understand, as a, it's a matter of professionalism, I really want to, uh, you know, smash that, but uh, I can't. I think that making love is the best form of exercise. That's a real quote from Cary Grant. That's exactly how I lost all those weight. Uh, you got a better shot with me than uh, this one does, <laughs> Mr. Grant. <laughs> well, Cary, I'm not going to stand in your way. No, it's cool. I'm, I'm married. I have kids. This is fun. And he leads you to the Grand Lift. You see a massive glass elevator. Uh, there is a blue energy that seems to be at the top and bottom of it. This glass elevator, there is gold and silver framework. So it's completely clear. All your walls, your ceiling, your floor is completely clear. Is this but, some Willy Wonka shit? But yes, the Citadel is made of chocolate and everything is edible oh, when you get up there. If that's, if that's what Willy Wonka is. Delicious. I brought milk. You already met Willy Wonka in this universe. And killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you referring to Mr. Dandy? Horrible thing that happened to him. He was incarcerated not that long ago. Turns out he was the panther. Did you guys he was the panther? Mr. Bertrand, speaking of this, I have a name written here uh, given to me by this person. Um, is there any way I could meet this person? Bertrand grabs the note, looks at it. Now this is the um, this is the person that Mr. Dandy actually referred you to, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you you know them. Okay, I will arrange a meeting. Uh, you guys step into the lift as the lift goes up. It's going surprisingly quickly. You're not flying at breakneck speed, but you guys have about a mile to go vertically. Quite an elevator. You guys can see immediately Loton becomes very small in the distance. Hudson flying around the... I thought Hudson the, was dead. H- Hudson can be revived at Hudson any point. Never really Hudson dies. never dies. Yeah. Yeah. I never killed Hudson. Hudson is a celestial He's a familiar. Hudson. They can just be recreated. Hudson is the only true Goonie, mm-hmm. and that he can never <laughs> die. Don't get gonk started on Goonies. <laughs> the elevator up takes several minutes. It's beautiful, isn't it? It sure is. Real cool from Carrie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. A the table bumps one of its edges up against the, the glass. Did we bring a table into the elevator? <laughs> or was the table supposed to be like watching guards? Uh, no, the, no, the table was left back. Uh, <laughs> Caleb can jump in, but, but Gonk really wasn't going to talk in front of the captain of the guard anyway, right? So Caleb can feel free to joke around. So everybody goes but the table. The table is going to be moved later on. TV had suggested is... levitating the table to make it easier to move. Should we uh, do that? or? Okay, we can retcon it. All right, I'll cast <laughs> levitation on the table so that we can move it around real easily, as per TV's excellent suggestion. Well, I was just so wondering like, where it's, where he's supposed to be keeping guard. If he's supposed to be at the base of the elevator, <laughs> right. we leave him there. I don't know where. We always take a table with us up to the elevator. I like fresh lobster. Little Caesar is snacking constantly, all right? He needs his snacky snacks. All right, it, it doesn't matter, but whatever. All right, fine. There's a table for... Uh, good thing I didn't send the mages back right away to cast this levitation spell. And so, yes, there is a table hovering. There's not enough room inside the elevator. The table is hovering just outside the elevator. Gonk, you might actually be pretty afraid. You're, you're just free-floating outside. <laughs> is it is the bottom of the elevator glass as well? Uh, yes, it is. However, you're outside. There's no room in the elevator. So there's two mages inside just because you're a large table. You were a very large table, and this is a, a, a lift. You should be uh, offended by that. Okay. Is it you just, ever hear a table scream before? That's a real quote from Cary Grant. <laughs> is it just me or is uh, that table shaking? <laughs> outside the outside in the in the open air, the table's like, oh god, ill death resolves me. The guys, table's just urinating freely. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys hear that outside the table? You know what's also crazy is that uh, there's a lot of wind up here, and that lobster is just sitting there. It's not a that lobster's not blowing off the table. It's crazy. Look over here. The snacks Massive are getting cold out 
out here? <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> when you get old, I have a little, a little bit of pneumonia. I, <laughs> shut, shut the hell up, Mr. Table. <laughs> why, why did you freaking levitate him? We could have just brought him in later. Why did this... You know what, never mind. Mr. God, I'm, in no way am I trying to distract you right now. I'm just simply asking questions. Uh, what if, Tell me about the heightened tensions. We know that there's actually... We are... We're coming. This is possibly the most contentious parliamentary meeting before the celebration of New Dawn that I can remember with my 40 years in the Senate. Yeah, well, uh, certainly there are a lot of grieving parties. The elves are upset about the sickness, you know, the pale sweeping through their places. The, the dwarves are dealing with a diminished economy, you know, ever since the gnomes have uh, become more technologically powerful and they've been eaten into a lot of what the dwarven tradesmiths so yeah there certainly is a downturn in the dwarven economy and they're, they're feeling it the only people who really seem to be happy are the gnomes I guess the human kingdoms are always pretty happy but they're also the greediest and meanest Gong is trying to mediate his terror by reading lips and figuring out what everybody like he doesn't want to mix, miss any of the exposition <laughs> that, he, that he knows is uh, prevalent on long elevator rides he's played an RPG before give me a perception check at disadvantage uh, he rolled an 18. Gonk surprisingly is able to read lips and emotions. Gonk is now fully aware of some of the strife that's going on behind the scenes between the states. Gonk is also able to extrapolate that he knows that the reputation of the Empire is one of cohesion. He knows that there's starting to be some fraying at the ends. There's some friction between the various states. Think of each kingdom like the dwarves might be a state unto themselves, as would the gnomes. The human kingdoms actually have three states because they are the most populous of all the races. There are just more of them. And while there are halflings and other, you know, goblin towns that have representation, really the three big races, or the four big races that control the most, that have the most power, power in the Senate, um, are the humans, the elves, the dwarves. And, and the, the Indy 500. And recently the gnomes. And of the three human leaders, High King Boris Hartholm, the leader of Middenheim, which is where Duke's Court is, mm -hmm. is kind of like the president of the United States. He doesn't run the planet, but he certainly is the leader of the most powerful faction there. He represents all the humans, yes. basically. And you might think of uh, Lord Regent Bartrand. He rules his kingdom, but his kingdom is subservient to... Who's the Emperor uh, Palpatine of this world? If, yeah. I was going to ask if you yeah. strike down Bertrand, will he come back more powerful than you can ever imagine? <laughs> I have to warn you, strike me down. <laughs> and my policies will become back more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I throw him from the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it is worth it for universal health care. <laughs> I levitate him back up. <laughs> oh, thank God. So, just so you know. He hits you with blue light. I just wanted to see if you committed to it, <laughs> <laughs> to your ideas. Hey, hey let's, let's not throw the senator out the window. Hey. Interesting fact, <laughs> Cary Grant did throw a man off an elevator in real life. <laughs> That's a real die, bitch. That's a real quote by Cary Grant. <laughs> Finally, the elevator gets to the top. This structure is more grand than it looked like at the bottom. The amount of detail you can see history in the stonework itself. This looks like a magical Sky Kingdom castle from another time. You know, is, this is looks that history in that stonework that I see. <laughs> in fact, if you were a dwarf, you could roll a history check at at advantage because you're a master of stonework. As but is uh, my, uh, well, if you want to roll a history check, is my mace of uh, dwarven kind? <laughs> it does not. But if but I, I uh, twenty eight. Uh, looking at the stonework, you can actually see you made that stonework. Uh, minor <laughs> minor runes, and and these kind of look like dwarvish runes. You but you can also see elven magical symbols. 
uh, but they're very ancient. They look like a much more complex dialect. Furthermore, is that you can see dark scarring in much of the stone from looks like blunt force trauma hitting the stone. You it's know where that... someone carved in dwarven swear words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can also see um, Mike sucks dick. Some graffiti. Yeah. yeah, somebody etched in Mike sucks dick. And then Mike. And so came for back. all of time, people will know that Mike sucked dick. <laughs> There's a lot of Classic history Mike. all over. This seems ancient. Also, when looking around, a high concentration of these artificial lights all over, though though this place looks very ancient, it actually has a surprising amount of new technology applied. Those blue light, they are all over. Almost everything is powered, whereas in Duke's Court, many, many things were powered by this new electricity. Here in the Citadel, everything is powered by it. Even the lift you suspect with the blue energy atop and bottom somehow is controlled by this uh, central power source somehow. Yep, it was history. <laughs> My first time here was only six months ago, and I still can't believe what I see. Uh, side note, uh, Carrie Ann has a te- an actual tear of joy uh, from the, the history and being a flesh being. And not being uh, able to handle the emotions. Yeah, there's a lot of emotion for, for a little... Uh, the table spins around and like offers a little daintily folded napkin. <laughs> I swear that table just moved again. I swear it. Are we off the elevator? We're still. Yeah, uh, the elevator stopped. You guys are walking through. You guys, oh, uh, you guys see this? I, I figured since we were looking at, at the magnificent architecture. Okay, so I'll, uh, I'll push the table along with us then. Gotcha. Um, uh, the uh, and little Caesar is snacking off of it constantly. Uh, <laughs> Richard is sitting on it. It's pushed. So uh, I'm so tired from walking. So Representative uh, Caesar, little, tell me about this. Uh, so there's just, just just bread and cheese is what you're eating. <laughs> looks looks fascinating. I mean, it's so simple, but I mean... Uh, I mean, the trick is really like adding some heat to it, too. Huh. Okay, so you don't do it cold. That's what I'm hearing? It just it feels like this is something I can make it Like, he just like kids. looks into the distance like, cold. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, cold. <laughs> <laughs> just That's my idea. It's my idea. <laughs> Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> is that tomato sauce? <laughs> mother, of, <gasps> mother of God. No, tomatoes don't exist in this universe. It's tomaco sauce. Tomaco. It's blood. It's highly addicting. <laughs> now, uh, we established that uh, we're going to uh, scout things out, or would you like to, uh, you could argue that scouting out my room, getting that established, is equally important. You guys are the uh, security experts. I will follow your lead. What are we going to do? Just get me into your room, he says, once the coast is clear, and I'll do the rest. All right, so, Mr. Gonk, you can come with me. I don't know if you know this, Boytrum. It is Boytrum, is it not? I'm kind of like a detective. I'm really, really good at sussing stuff out. Uh, back in Duke's court, there was this rash of bur- murders that was, I believe, caused by a cadre of four turtles uh, going around shredding people, leaving splinters everywhere. Everybody's shaking their head behind <laughs> I'm no. going to say, I'm going to say that before you started this, Bertrand said to Friedrich, Go ahead and keep going. And, and Friedrich and AOJ, go ahead and keep going. I'm just going to sit here and talk with them for a second. We'll, we'll, we'll decide what we're doing. They turn around and they just see what looks like Bertrand talking to a table, like a floating table in the distance. I think the old man. And everybody losing. else shaking their heads about what the table is saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so, uh, well, to them, it looks like, like, like crazy. Distance, it literally looks them, like, that table doesn't know what the hell it's talking about. <laughs> well, to them, it looks like we're just shaking our heads at Bertrand talking yeah. to a table. Yeah. Do you think the old man's losing it, AOJ? I mean, he stands for a lot of good things, so I hope not. (laughs) 
All right, so back to that. Okay, so uh, so what you're saying is you'd like to... to I was well, kind of hoping you guys would like try and pass it off that <laughs> everybody was having... Everybody has uh, floating tables these days. <laughs> I yell off to them, Insanity runs in my family. It practically <laughs> gallops. That's a real quote by Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Oh, that explains it. Okay, fair enough. Mr. Tape, now you are actually going to be scouting out the, the room that... Yep. The feast, that the feast will be happening tomorrow. So That's we're gonna, the one. We're going to set you out there. I'm going to have these uh, here two burly men carry you. You, I've seen you shaking, I've seen you talking a little bit. You're going to have to, to go into silent mode. And that includes even if you see the Eric Hoker brothers. Do you understand? Well, um, remember, uh, Mr. Gonk, you can telepathically talk to Malison, who can then radio us. Uh, actually, Mr. Bertram here, uh, Bertie went ahead and uh, removed my circlet. Which do you want? Do you want the circlet on or off? You seem distracted. Uh, I, no, no, no. I want it. I want to be able to communicate with my captain. Uh, he throws the tiara back on the table. Uh, make a skill check. Lobster puts a bit of land <laughs> okay. on the table. Uh, yeah, like, like, literally one of the lobsters puts it back where it was. <laughs> All right, Bertrand. Uh, Bertrand's an old man. It he smells gets, delicious, I'm gonna say he gets nothing. Way, <laughs> he gets no it. Like right. nobody's tempted by the lobster thermidor at all. Nobody wants even a tiny little snack. Natural <laughs> one for Bertrand. <laughs> so, uh, can I put some on my pizza? Bertrand brings his hand back to throw it, but throws it backwards. Somewhere off in the distance, Malison just hears a loud crashing sound <laughs> on her end. Ow, that was painful. Ow, my brain. <laughs> Gonk, please be careful with my brain. <laughs> he can't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I won't throw it this time. I'm just going to safely set this down onto the table. Two of the, two of the lobsters grab it and like, put it back where it was, and they look at him somewhat reproachfully. I am very sorry. I'm pretty good at playing hoops, but I'm not too good at throwing a tiara. Yeah, well. Bertrand, <laughs> did you eat some butter with lobster? You know your heart shouldn't be eating that. I mean, Stay uh, this, away from this, the butter. This lobster is still can't put it, but will this be cannibalizing our friend if I eat this lobster? I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Transform Jack missing a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Just it smells leave. good though, don't it? Leave the butter alone, Bertrand. I will understood. Understood. This is my my, my cardiac accident. I, I, we can't have a repeat of that. We're going to, to do the things that we gotta do. We got an agenda. If you need something to help you with your health, have one of these nice cigarettes. <laughs> thank, thank you. These menthols should really help open me up. That's always been my approach. It opens me wide up. Uh, upon hearing Mama June say that, thank you very much, Mr. Grant, but I believe I'm going to pass. Mm. I, I get my high... If I ever want high, I'll drink a slightly caffeinated beverage. Or I'll have oatmeal with cinnamon in it. Just really give some spice to it. Suit yourself. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Freitag, could you please have uh, two of your gods put this? We, I'd like this table here. This table has no historical significance. I would like this table to be the table uh, that my party sits out and that I give my speech from tomorrow. Absolutely, sir. And with that, he signals to two guards who take the table away. Yeah. Well, it is levitated. You can just push it with one finger right now. It's the easiest carrying job of all time. Two guards. This is a, this is a heavy 10-person oak table that two guards are just kind of uh, pushing along like it's future technology. Sounds exactly like government. Yeah, they're literally, they're putting it on like Zing. it's Han Solo, the tablecloth flutters, mm -hmm. and Gonk thinks to himself, I am super table. <laughs> I heard your comment about government, Mama June. Let me just say, if you, if you, if you think that private, the private sector can do this better, that, let me just say that, that uh, you do not understand the flaws of capitalism as it is. Um, have you know that in my neighborhood, we have a company called Two Dudes in a Truck, and they'll move anything for 25 bucks. Trust me, we, we tried to get them better as a government contractor. However, they failed our amphetamines test many times. If you get the job done, why does it matter what drugs you're on? I'm not going to have this debate with you again. My mom used to read that story to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything is possible with crystal meth. 
And Bertrand leads you to this elaborate building. It looks like the parliamentary building in England. There's a lot of history here, but this is a much more gilded, fancier. In fact, uh, the parliamentary building in England is the poor man's version of this building. Think of like the the uh, the the government building in like Paris. It has like nothing but like colonnades and it's huge and stuff like that. There's there, there are lots of examples. If you guys want to see the speeches, it's all they're almost done. They're closing up. I this have... reminds me of my hometown of Great Britain. Cary <laughs> <laughs> Grant once said. That's a real quote from Cary Grant. Kansas. It's called Great Britain. She ushers you inside. I need for you guys to keep quiet. There's proceedings happening. She leads you up. You guys can hear loud speeches happening in the background. It looks like there's debate happening on the floor. She takes you up to a balcony. This is a large, dark mahogany, beautiful woodwork, banister. You guys are actually kind of hard to be seen. Go ahead and give me a perception check, everybody who's there. So Gonk, you're... Gonk is currently being installed in the dining room, ballroom. Anybody who beat a 14, let me know. Oh, I definitely yeah. beat a 14. Kevin did not. I got a 17. So, so anybody... Only, only Kevin did not. Yes. <laughs> anybody didn't get below a 14, you guys are... If you didn't beat a 14... Your eyes are locked on the debate. Not only is this a beautiful room, there's a sense of awe coming in here. At the base, directly below you, it almost looks like the dining hall from Hogwarts. There are several vertical tables, but on the walls, you can see like the Senate seats. That, that's so along the walls beneath you, because you guys are in a balcony-like position, you can see several, looks like opera boxes, and they contain various representatives from different places. You guys can see human representatives locked together. You guys can see representatives from the various halfling it's the fantasy equivalent of the Senate building from Star from Star Wars. Yeah, correct. Uh, you okay. mean fa fantasy version yeah. fantasy of the fantasy, fantasy thing? The okay. fantasy version right. of the sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do notice, of course, that Vistania's representatives there is a only a sparse collecting. Uh, you suspect that Bertrand and maybe you guys are supposed to be there had you arrived earlier, but oh well. Mm -hmm. Everybody who got above a 14, you guys see on another balcony box, almost directly across this large conference stadium you guys see a much more elaborately decorated balcony. It is this one sits above, it's about at your level. And you guys notice two very well-dressed Aarakocra men staring down. Uh, they are buzzards, you can't see this. As soon as this conference is over, you're gonna be put into this room. No, 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 the, the, yeah. I, I'm like currently being installed in a very, very large dark ballroom. Gonk is thinking to himself, and now we play the waiting game. <laughs> <laughs> the Aarakocra, one of them is a vulture, the other is a buzzard. Nice. So Tyler is the vulture, Steven is the buzzard. You know I'm going to draw these. Caleb, you make my dreams come true. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are these like those two boys from the Muppets, the old boys in the Muppets? Yes, you can actually tell when there's arguing, you can tell like you can't really hear their wisecracks, but you there are laughing uh, e like evil Mr. Burns-esque laughs at a, are they at so a little Skeksky's like. Yeah, it's so, it, like a mixture of the of Statler and Waldorf from mm -hmm. the Muppet Show and those uh, Brit and like the Beatles vultures from the Jungle Book, the animated version. Clint Skeksis, yeah. Like, no, so, that's so totally out they, they are They are a hybrid Skeksky. between that, but, but they are dressed in very regal, like like the finest attire. Mm. You can tell these are very powerful. Though Eric Coker only lived for 30 years, these they have accumulated. What? Yeah, they're very short-lived creatures. I had no idea. They have obtained uh, immense wealth and power in their short time here. Mm. These do appear to be older Eric Coker as well. Wow. They have gray feathers. Excited. They're 29. So this problem's yeah. going to take care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> Father Time can be the cruelest <laughs> one of all. Down there, you'll hear there is a Dwarven representative speaking right now. 
Should we tell Gonk that we just saw the uh, the Aracocra brothers? Gonk, I got eyes on them Aracocra boys. You just hear a loud raging coming from the other room. <laughs> it's like it, it's like seismic yes. goes through the floor. A table just turned into a, a table just killed four people. <laughs> it's raging in the ballroom right now. Speaking uh, from his elaborate podium, decorated with a lot of dwarven runes, decorated with stat- cabbage. <laughs> you, you see uh, powerful dwarven statues decorating the booth. You see stones of dwarven kings of past, elaborate beards carved into rock. That's Varric Oakenbeard. They call him the Orcsbane. Very powerful leader. You hear him speak loudly. Well, it's nice to see everyone here gathered together. Look at all of you. Very comfortable up here in the clouds, while we, the dwarves, toil in the mountain with our toes amongst the rocks and crags of our noble homeland. Here, here! He takes a great big... Aye! The dwarves behind them all raise their mugs of me. He takes a huge draft from this, uh, from this rather elaborately patterned stein. Well, I would just imagine this ink, uh, this uh, dwarf that is just clad in these uh, incredibly elaborate and immaculately polished male skirts uh, with long braids that are sort of drawn up and tied to his pauldrons, uh, a uh, very short sort of business-like haircut um, with this, uh, this sort of like a, a, a kind of... Um, Business in the front, or no, no, no. It's short all the way around, except for his beard, which is business on the top, which party on his beard. If you could see his <laughs> knees, you'd almost be able to. You could tell that it would nearly reach his knees. Mm. Um, he's got a big, uh, fat white scar going down uh, one side of his face that cuts across his nose, uh, goes back across. It's like it's it's shaped like half a letter K. Uh, he's obviously been been places, done that, and he's one of the uh, business. Uh, he's the business end of the the dwarven representation. Here. Love it. It's very comfortable up here, sitting amongst your pillowy clouds, while we toil endlessly in the mines to support you. It has ever been that you who fly above us are lifted by those beneath. It always does well, however to revisit these noble halls where so much great work has been accomplished between the races. Much history is written to these walls by my kin, forged these very columns from the living stone. One has to wonder if you've forgotten where it all came from. He finishes off his giant stein of beer, grabs the end of his beard, wipes his mouth with it, uh, throws it to the ground, and holds his uh, his stein up into the air. This fine piece of drinkware was forged not by my people, but by the gnomes. Looking at it, it is very intricate, very elaborate, and completely, he smashes it against the ground with a, uh, with a, a demonstrative throw. Utterly bullshit! The crowd erupts with anger. Uh, the, what he has said has been very controversial. I really want the Stein to have not broken that. <laughs> <laughs> it just bounces. Said it a few times. Oh. That would have chipped. <laughs> it chipped. He's like, well, it, you had to see it. If you get it up close, it's got a crack in it. It's, <laughs> it's like this tiny little Tesla truck. The rise of gnomish technology has given birth to this new philosophy that the toil of my kind and that those of us who labor intensively in the forests and in the hills and in the mountains is undervalued and completely taken advantage of. We will not be forgotten. The crowd erupt. 
High King Boris Hartholm, a collective leader of the humans, often referred to as the Emperor amongst humans, though none of the other races would call him that, speaks up. Master Dwarf. I have not yielded the floor. Master Hartholm must wait his turn and have a care. Those of you who stand tall above us with your, uh, your clean faces or your knifey ears uh, may think that our struggles are paltry compared to yours. However, we see clearer than you being so close to the ground. We know that the orcs are organizing in the north. They are building armies, building arms, and creating a greater threat than you who like to sit here comfortably upon your pillowy clouds ever realize. But ever has my kind been the forefront of defense. Word has reached us from our spies in the north, our noble dwarves who have ever thrown their lives away in order to attain more intelligence of our foes, our hated eternal adversaries. They are using fire from the earth. They use new devices that can tear mountains apart from the inside. They are creating new weapons that defy description. And where are they getting these new technologies, I wonder? Murmurs and rumbles erupt through the auditorium. I pose to you that they are taking the very life's blood away from us using these gnomish interfering technologies. People are shouting, Proof! We need proof! Hold damn, that's bullshit. Hold <laughs> yeah, oh, damn, hold oh, damn. A, ch- a chorus of haw dams. Oh, uh, damn. Echo from the, oh, from the gnomish communities. Oh, oh, the damn. evidence is in... Bo- uh, Boris Hartham, order, we will have order. The evidence is in uh, dwarven lives lost and dwarven blood spilled on our ground. Hold oh, double dang. With that, <laughs> he turns around, throw, uh, gives the, uh, the shattered stein a last little kick. High King Boris Hartholm, Master Dwarf, your words are powerful indeed. But here in the Senate, we require evidence and proof, and not allegations. Such is the clue that binds the Empire together. We respect your grievances, and we will certainly investigate them. I got your glue right and here. There will be order. Any grievances you have can be taken out. Speaking of grievances... The Senate yields the floor to King Luvan Tavares of the Elves. Speaking of grievances... We have a very great grievance. Our kind is suffering, as you may know, from a condition called the Pale, where we no longer have connection. Some of our kind are being born without magical connection to the world. You, without a magical connection, may not realize how grievous this is, but our kind thrives on this. We are losing our essence. And what is causing this? What is causing our lack of connection? I side with the dwarves. There are things at foot. You humans and gnomes are playing with things that you should not play with. Without our connection, we are forced to explore other ways and run our society. We drive Uber. The dwarves like take their mallets and their hammers and they're like, Pounding them on the ground like there's uh, like walking sticks. Upon hearing this, the human representatives, evidence. We need evidence. More studies must what be done. What more evidence do you need than looking at our? 
brethren being born now without the connection, you think that is just something that happens for no reason? It's nothing yeah. like this has ever happened until you're playing with, look at her citadel, tricked out with these blue veins. It's all circumstantial, how damn you hear from the gnomish ah. court. <laughs> no studies, let gnomish minds take a look at it. Oh, you'll enjoy the circumstances when we are no more connected. You have no idea what powers you're playing with. You are taking advantage of dwarven and elven technologies and magics. If you no longer value what we bring and you seek these technologies anymore, there will be war! grabs his hammer starts pounding it on the marble floor. Here, here, when the greenskin wave comes from the north, as we all know it will, there will be no elves and dwarves to defend you. What would happen to your great floating cities then? The Senate erupts into chaos. King Boris Hearthholm slamming his gavel repeatedly. Order! There will be order! This meeting is adjourned. This is the most disgraceful celebration due dawn I have seen. In over a hundred years of our races joining together, never once have the banners of war shown their ugly head in these halls. Let us remember that as we go to our chambers this evening. The dark times in the past that we together have overcome. This meeting is adjourned. I will see the honorable senators tomorrow. Several of the dwarves like just do it like a completely grotesque like crotch chop over to the, over to the dwarf. Suck the it. Exactly. <laughs> Degeneration. Yeah, uh... Order, I said! Order! Take your lollipops and go home. Despite some minor bickering, all of the chambers leave. Lord Bertrand turns to you. That, that was much more chaotic. These, these truly are more fraught times than I thought. Gentlemen, uh, if there were to be an assassination attempt, I, I think we might be into the Republic as we know it. Unless we can do something. So let's just go back to our chambers. Things can't fall apart now. We're so close. Perhaps universal healthcare could help with. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking that I wanted to speak up to the, to the elvish king, to King Torvish. So I think universal healthcare would help the elves. We would we would find ways to magically infuse them. We just would need a tax infusion from the Arakoka brothers. What uh, about free college tuition? Yes, yes, yes. Higher education is, in, is to the benefit of all, all Sostagari. It is not an individual benefit. And as Bertrand is leading you to his room, telling you about the advantages to his new New Deal. I think that's where we're going to end the episode tonight. A little bit of drama. And some great character acting. By the way, in case you guys didn't know, the Dwarven and Elven representatives were played respectfully by Clint Beiser and Caleb Cleveland. Round of applause for that. Woo! Oh, damn. That was a fun episode, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. I got to pretend I was Scottish. Clint Beiser, where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me at Clint Beicher on most social media uh, situations. So uh, go ahead and find me. And, uh, you know, message me and I'll... Uh, you could win a date with Clint Beiser. Ooh, nice. the bar is low. No, uh, I, I will not do that. I don't date. Thank you. Please. God, we are going to prostitute you out so hard for this show. Again? Damn it. I tried to leave that life behind. <laughs> Jesse Egan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Jesse Egan Comedy on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And if someone's listening and wants to reach out and give me a stupid spell to cast or a ridiculous character to play in disguise, I will do that for you and uh, name that character or the familiar or whatever after you. I know what I can offer fans. 
I will record a uh, uh, a ringtone for, or a uh, voicemail answer for you in a character of your choosing. <laughs> uh, so much as I can uh, pull it off. Man. So whoever wants TV's voice on their answering machine, wow. TV, how exciting for 2007! Uh, yes. Gollum, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Uh, Winner Herzog. Um, so, you know, hit me up. I might be able to do a really good impression for you. Caleb Cleveland, where can people find you? Uh, Caleb is drawing on all your local social medias. We recently played a game that he had a, a part in making, Kids on Bikes. Cannot recommend that game enough. So go out and buy it. Go out and play it. Wait, are we done? Did we only do that one episode? Yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> World building, done. We're yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, listen, I don't. Mike's Never gonna again. kick. Mike's gonna kick Clarence's ass, and so I'm ending this right now before Sal just beats the shit out of me. Wait, is that the same Mike that sucks dick that was uh, carved on the, the Citadel? Oh my god! We'll find out. Oh shit! Very meta. I'm dropping little hints throughout this entire campaign. Salvador Viesca, where can people find you and your lovely animals? The uh, the Salvadorable on Instagram or Miss Shianu Reeves for my cat. And uh, Salvador Viesca V on uh, Twitter. Um, if you find me, the first person to find me, I'll write you a little bass line. I got a bass guitar. I'll write you a little, little diddly. Did, diddly? Did, uh, now, question. Are you going to them? I'll, you the bass? I'll diddle you. <laughs> <laughs> with permission. Where, now, let's, I want to get, now, fans aren't here right now to ask you questions about this, so I'm going to have to fill in. And I doesn't matter, because I'm going to follow him right now and get that bass line. <laughs> <laughs> you can get diddled whenever you want from him. I mean, that's how we sit next to each other during this four-hour recording. I know, hands on the table. <laughs> no, you're not my father. Is your is your bass line, is, like, if I want the Seinfeld theme, do you take requests? Do you have a style that you... No, I'm, I'm going to look at you, I'm going to look at your channel, I'm going to look at your pictures, and I'm going to just... Write something you, you yeah. get, that you inspire. He may, it's just going to be a single fart note. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it can be. I'm not. No promises. Yeah, yeah, he, I, he, he will play the brown note for you. <laughs> I was thinking you do like a Peter Frampton with the bass. Just says you're a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the follow. <laughs> but it's like lower. Wow. Thanks for the follow. Except that everybody's awesome. will be different as long as they're all seven nation army. <laughs> I saw your conservative truck rant <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> Dave Callens, where can people find you? I'm more active on Instagram, so follow me there. But Instagram or Twitter, at Sharkodile. Uh, mm -hmm. I have gotten about a dozen or so new followers uh, since I offered to make a drawing for the first person to find me. And a few people asked if they were first. I felt bad. So I've got four people now that I'm doing drawings up, for. Because it was three before. Now it's up to now four. It's four, yes. How many have you produced, though? Uh, working on them right now. Haven't produced any, but they <laughs> will be done because I did promise that. Uh, if anyone else wants to follow me, and uh, I'll tell you what, between now and when this episode goes out, any new followers, if you mention that you're following because of this, will pick one at random. And you can be part of Kevin's backstory somehow. I'll figure something out. Mm. Okay. It's good because uh, I think Kevin needs to figure out Kevin's backstory too. Uh, Please outsourcing help him. <laughs> outsourcing it right now. Sarah Lee Steiner, where can people find you? You can find me at Sarah Lee Magic on everything. Um, yeah. Don't be creepy. And Yeah. If you find me in person, bring me VapoRub. And AG couldn't be here today, but reach out to her at The Daily Beans or at Muller She Wrote. Um, all right, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. If you like what you hear, recommend us to a friend and or leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That goes a long way in helping the podcast grow. It helps other people know that this podcast is worth listening to. Uh, Indeed. 
quick pro tip: be careful doing a heated uh, Werner Herzog uh, impression. You might start to faint. Oh, <laughs> You're, you are so brave for doing that. Good job, buddy. That was a gr- that was a great old elf. Werner Herzog, whichever one. Do you guys want to close us out? How about dueling Werners? Mm. Thank you for listening. Even though I'd rescind my thanks immediately after saying it. Why should I thank you for taking something away from me? And with that nihilism, we're going to go ahead and close out the episode. Thanks for listening. Later, nerds. God is dead, and we have killed him. I think we're forgetting about something somewhere. I, I want to say we're forgetting about something. I just imagined Gonk in the uh, the empty uh, ballroom with all the other tables just going, uh, Jared, Gavin. Go for Bingsley. Everybody, oh, uh, what's going on? I don't know. It's just like, it's a real confusion. There's some kind of galactic senate problems. Oh, Somebody no. smarter? No, I mean I'm. Uh, it's it, not y'all arguing about trade routes again. Is yeah, it? it's more trade routes. There was a lot of uh, preamble. Hey, uh, you meeting any nice furniture down there? I don't. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> any other tables talking here? Silence. No Nobody else. Silence. Uh, no, just just me. Just uh, calmly waiting. Waiting to to jump into my action field plan. <laughs> gonna thwart some assassins and whatnot. It's gonna be great. Can't wait for uh, stuff to happen. So uh, are you still talking to me, or <laughs> are you talking to yourself? Good uh, luck down there. Okay then. Is TV want to talk? TV. Gonk, you can speak with me. I'm lonely on the battleship barge as well. Oh. Yeah, uh, hi, hi, Mal. Um, yeah, we can we can have a philosophical debate if you want to. Uh, yeah. I, should I hang up or what? Yeah, this what is the heck's like going a, on. It's like a conference call now. This this ain't this is the what's the opposite of a party line? Is what that that's what this is? A funeral line? Sort I'm, I'm glad I have. Oh, hey, Gertrude, how you shot. doing? Uh, you, you oh, sorry. This this was a butt dial. I I didn't mean to join this. Click. Oh no, you can stay on here if you want to. You just, oh, all right now. Uh, Gonk oh. gets lonelier and lonelier, and all of a sudden he hears Malison through the other end. Gonk, I thought I'd read you War and Peace. I have nothing but time here in the battle barge. Gonk tries desperately to shake the tiara from off the top of the table. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's all right. It's it's not any of that. Come on, Best lobster. Times. Huh? Come so, on, lobster, move that. <laughs> Gong, I just want you to know one thing. Yeah? My father used to say, <laughs> let them see you and not the suit. That should be secondary. And that's a real quote from Chud Bingsley. I mean, <laughs> Gary Grant. <laughs> and yeah. with that, Chud hangs up the walkie-talkie, and so Gonk's long watch begins. 
<laughs> Assassins, you watch out. I'll talk to you in three weeks. All right, dude. <laughs> no, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. The uh, festivity is actually being moved to three weeks from now. So uh, just we're just going to hold steady here for three weeks. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? Guys? All right, Dio. 